Join us on Podbean Livestream for Podcast Wellness Week, Monday, November 30th through Friday, December 4th. Each day will include two livestream panels, a daily featured meditation, and exclusive episodes and giveaways from your favorite wellness podcasters. You'll also have exclusive live streams with top wellness experts such as Dr. Adi and Sophie Jaffe, Tina Lifford, Shaman Durek, Katie Morton, John Gray, and many more. Register for free or purchase a full pass for $25 to join and replay all of the exclusive daily live streams. For more information, visit our website at www.podcastwellnessweek.com. Hello, my name is Ben Randall, and welcome to the More About More podcast, where I talk more about things you may want to hear more about, may not want to know about, or had no clue could even be talked about. If you haven't already, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps this podcast reach its goals, really. And additionally, if we have some new listeners to keep up to date with when and where new episodes will be coming out, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore ben.randall underscore. And follow me on Twitter at underscore Ben Randall. That is B-E-N-R-A-N-D-A-L-L. Also, if you're just into following people on any social media device and you really like artsy accounts, then follow me on my Visco at Benjamin Randall. That's B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-R-A-N-D-A-L-L, where I'll occasionally post blurry pictures of my book or me with coffee. You know, true 21st century art. Or maybe Hello Mon was a better way to start off that show? Actually, I'm not 100% sure that's culturally correct. Oh well, what'd you guys think of my new-ish intro music as of last week? If you have recommendations or would like to make up something new for the intro, then be my guest and be sure to let me know about it. We've made it to the fourth week of Music Mondays, and I don't feel too strongly uh, to go to a radio or listen to the latest and greatest pop hits. In actuality, this listening style has kind of made me more focused, I feel like, and yeah, made me more determined to achieve my goals. Then again, we are only four weeks in, so (laughs) check back with me and my musical conscious for that matter when we're on week 35 and listening to Tribal Shrieking or something else that's wild. Nevertheless, we're here now and things are going well, so let's begin. I said last week that we try to change it up from the alternative edgy kid style of culture, And yeah, we did. I would like to give a shout out to Maya Williams, who gave me the idea and support after the release of my first episode to study this band. Thank you so much. This week's artist is Sleeping at Last. No, not like, finally, they're sleeping, thank God. More like, at last, we sleep. At least that's what I think, I don't know, that's just just kind of the sense I got from their music. Anyway, Sleeping at Last, uh, they can't really be defined to a musical genre, and a better term for this band is kind of musical project, I would say. If I were to describe their songs in a couple of words, I would say soothing, classical, and ambitious. Some songs include voices and notable melodies, uh, while others feature violin solos or orchestral etudes. Uh, Sleeping at Last was originally formed in Wheaton, Illinois in 1999, so they're not too old of a band. Uh, they consisted of three people, Ryan O'Neill, his brother Chad, the drummer, and Dan Perdue, who messed around on the bass guitar, it looks like. The group kind of built a cult following and opened open for bands like the Plain White Tees. They attracted attention of Billy Corgan, who got them signed to Interscope Records in 2002. 
Who are the Plain White Tees? They're a rock band present since 1997 by high school friends. And who's Billy Corgan? He's a musician, songwriter, guitarist, and sole member of the sma- of the band The Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, at this point in his life, Billy is actually just a huge lump of pumpkin. You can still kind of make out his eyes and features, but he is just a big orange pumpkin. That is who Billy is. Anyway, how important are these guys to telling the story of Sleeping at Last? Not very, but I thought I'd just give some perspective into the elaborate train of communications that like go behind starting a band. It's kind of crazy. I don't think we realize how hard it is to make it in this world some of us have the same ability um that others do that we hear on the radio every day but just don't get the correct opportunities or weren't in the right place at the right time what it really boils down to or i guess what i'm really trying to say is the music industry is tough crap from 1999 to 2003 sleeping at last nationally toured and they opened for billy corgan the pumpkin you know they opened for the pumpkins side projects and they received some play on TV shows around the country, most notably Grey's Anatomy. But sadly, just as all great things must come to an end, every pumpkin must rot. See ya, Billy. I'd like to say that I have nothing against Billy, but I literally just kind of made the connection of his face and the smashing pumpkins, so now I'm just going to call him a pumpkin. Okay, so things came crashing down, Billy got out of there, and the brothers split up, and the band started independently releasing an album called Storyboards. The album actually did pretty well, but eventually Dan Perdue, the guitar guy, stepped down uh, to pursue other interests. This left just Ryan O'Neill with the name sleeping at last, poor Ryan. So actually, at this point, Ryan just laid down and took a long rest. Maybe. I don't know about that, actually. But the name's sleeping at last, so I just kind of thought that's probably something I would do. Um, But... yeah, I don't know. Just sleeping a lot. Anyway, uh, this is where things kind of get interesting. Uh, but we're going need to need to take a step back and talk about the backstory and philosophy a little bit behind the band. So walk with me on this one. Or listen with me. You know what I mean. From this point on, uh, Ryan O'Neill released pretty much only EPs. An EP is an extended play record. It's a musical recording that contains more tracks than a single, but is usually unqualified as an album. What this basically means is that these EPs that Sleeping at Last released are typically consisting of like four to six songs, and they're not as costly and not as lengthy for an artist to produce. So O'Neill made 12 separate EPs month after month in 2011, combining into a project called Yearbook. This Yearbook box set featured songs that again appeared in Grey's Anatomy and as well on Private Practice and Bones. The real pride and joy of this group is an EP project called Atlas. I really can't stress this enough, but Atlas is a really, really cool project. Work began in 2013, and it continues to this day. It's an ongoing work of EPs that outlines different facets of life as we know it, starting before life was even life. The first section of Atlas is called Year One, fittingly, and it begins before the Earth, before the stars in a vast, lifeless universe full of lonely particles. The universe heats up steadily and zooms in song after song until this EP hits the Earth. Okay, so I've talked about some cool things on this show before, but again, this project is entirely different. I'm going to put links uh, in the description to the website of Ryan O'Neill and these Atlas projects where you can really kind of read into them yourself. 
but here's my brief and quite possibly incorrect interpretation of the Atlas Project. Atlas Year One consists of 30 songs released across six different EPs. These EPs are called Darkness, Light, Space, Space 2, and Land and Oceans. From those names, you can clearly see the ascension from nothingness to something, from the dark depths of a singularity to the realms of life that we call home today. The part about Atlas Year One that I found fascinating were the space volumes, where each song was named and about a planet. I'm feeling like I'm starting to sound a little nerdy here, so I'm going to back up and explain myself. The internal rhythms, or the notes, uh, played throughout the planet's songs are those that match the internal frequencies and pitches of the planets in Say. Uh, what I mean by this is that Sleeping at Last is almost quite literally singing the song that our planets sing. And that's really cool. I don't, I don't really know how else to say it. It's, it's stellar, really. It's, it's interstellar. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, I'm going to format this music episode a little different. Instead of giving you all the recommendations at the end, I'm just going to beg and beg and beg all of you to check out the links that I've included and listen to the Atlas albums on Spotify or iTunes. Those are the only places that Ryan makes uh, them downloadable. I guess YouTube is another place that you can find them on. If I had to select any songs from these Atlas EPs, or at least this first year one Atlas EP, I really like the song about Saturn, and Uranus was pretty good too. Don't laugh at that, please. Anyway, for the next masterpiece of Atlas, the link again is in the description, is called Atlas Year Two, which as of now features 25 songs that corroborate to a specific number and shape. There is a really exciting map on the Sleeping at Last website that shows the history, meaning, and justification of each newly released song. This album seems to be more about, like, greeds, abilities, hopes of mankind, the inner evils, kind of that uh, genre. Some notable pieces were uh, songs called Life and Touch. This is a band that if you have a free day, you have a snow day, rain day, or just don't want to go outside... I would definitely advise you to mess around on their website. They have so many works of art on that website, including like kind of an art gallery too, that I was really thrilled uh, to discover just some of their cover songs that they have. They have a weird, for lack of a better term, uh, cover of a song. It, it's that song that goes like, I would walk 500 miles. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's really good still. Uh, just listen to it. It's, it's very good. There's some other covers on Spotify and various other singles, but we've really just outlined kind of the, the gist of their music. If I could sum up this band, it's really just about the artistic ability of one man now and how, how much time and work he's been willing to put into his projects. Ryan O'Neill really reminded me of how lucky people can be when trying to make it big in the musical world, but... He also taught me how much hard work goes into luck. That sounds weird to say, I think, but luck is really just the virtue that we all expect when the turntables are faced our way. Mm, that's interesting to say, but here, think about it this way. These turntables will only work in our favor if we've done our research, if we've done our due diligence, if we made sacrifices and fought when maybe we didn't think we needed to fight. Oh, how the turntables, as a great mentor of mine once said. I hope I don't get copyrighted for that. 
anyway, to end the thought, I've started to believe that deep down, we're all artists. We do different things. We affect different mediums. Some of us play sports. Some of us are in music. Some of us don't do a whole lot. But we all hold this creative soul that really only knows how to be that creative soul through our own eyes. We all have this enormous potential to be exactly what we want to be in life, but some of us haven't tried hard enough. We haven't thought it's our calling card or we've just never really thought about it. I'm thinking about making another episode series similar to the first one I released on this channel about the Not Just a Dreamer campaign, kind of along those lines. And I would talk about how we are all artists in our true creative forms. If you're interested in this project and would like to be part of interviews and research, please reach out to me at my Instagram, underscore Ben.Randall, or my Twitter, underscore BenRandall. I'm going to close this podcast with a quote from Ryan O'Neill, the artist from Sleeping at Last. When we look up at the stars, I think it reminds us that life is a gift. And it is precious to get to wake up and experience all these things. Thank you for everyone for listening and enjoy your week. We'll meet back here next week for our second fan entry, an in-depth review of the singer and band Her. <laughs>